You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off. And wash your hands, cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies, quarantine quickies. Don't go outside, cause it's gross and icky. Bleak and review, quarantine quickies, we're back. You know, beginning of this whole 2020 lockdown, I thought quarantine quickies was going to be such a perfect title that would never feel dated and like I'm focusing on the wrong thing that's going on. I should have called this the anti-fascist files. I think bleak and review the Antifa files, but how could I have possibly predicted that president Donald Trump, as much as it pains me to say that that's what he is still would be trying to dismantle the United States postal service. (laughs) I feel like I've said this before on the podcast, but doesn't doesn't this year, at least for America, feel like every terrible screenwriter's first attempt at like a feature-length film where they want to put every crazy thing they can even dream of into the draft? They're like, all right, so it's going to be a virus that destroys most of the world, but there's also going to be uh, there's going to be Nazis, and the Nazis are going to you know use the virus to kill people, but they're also going to uh, there's gonna be helicopters exploding and then dinosaurs and then, uh, and then, you know, just chopping up lines and just like, oh, what else? What else? What else? Fucking, uh, deep state, uh, sex ring. Uh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, elite satanic pedophiles and <laughs> like, like, no, no, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming the year. That's what 2020 is. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. And I'm not surprised at all. Of course I'm not. Why would I be at this point? I see, I still see some people who express disbelief when they're like, I can't believe Trump's taking uh, the the Postal Service apart to try to, uh, quote unquote, prevent voter fraud, which is exactly what he's doing by not allowing people to vote by mail. Is That is voter fraud. It's voter suppression at the very least. But like people online, I just can't like, how how has he not gone down for this yet? Because he's not gonna. It's not gonna happen because he has enough money or and slash or the system is ineffectual enough to where he just keep doing that shit. Because if it didn't happen three years ago, it's not going to happen because of a little thing like destroying the postal service, <laughs> literally ripping drop boxes out of the ground and stupid trucks and just carting them away like they're fucking telephone, public pay phones that nobody wants. It's like nobody, nobody wants that, but it's happening. And we can't do anything about it. And it leaves you feeling like you have no power whatsoever to change anything in your country. And I know that's not necessarily the case, but it definitely feels like that all the time. Like even the people who, you know, they can be annoying sometimes, but they go, hey, just remember all that rage when you vote in November. Just remember to to have that rage with you because voting's the thing that matters. Oh, he's not letting you vote? Oh, I don't know. I guess just watch TV then. (laughs) Maybe maybe jack off and uh, watch that new Star Trek. I hear that's fun. It's fucking ridiculous. And I don't know what else to say about it. That hasn't been said a million times by a million different podcasters. I'm just in awe. I also just woke up from a stress nap literally like 20 minutes ago. So this is, I maybe don't have the most words to say right now. (laughs) 
it's been a, it was a hot one today and I had a sweaty stress nap in which I woke up feeling like I just sweat a bunch and that doesn't really put you in the headspace to produce content, does it? It's been a weird week for me personally also. I mean, I don't want to talk about macro shit. just bums me out. I got a, another COVID test earlier this week that took so much longer than the first time I got one. So much. Like the first time I went and did it, I think this was at the beginning of June or something. I drove a little bit out of my way to go to a place that I heard was good. It was about a 20 minute drive. But once I got there, 15 minutes in and out, drive through, you know, they show you how to do the thing. I didn't have to wait at all. This last one was like a round trip of three hours. I was in my car idling essentially through a giant parking lot maze with a bunch of other cars for 90 minutes straight and then the drive there and back. So it was around three hours. I I can only imagine the reason that it took me so long to get a COVID test this time as opposed to the first time is that it was so much easier to get it the first time. Does that make sense? (laughs) There was nobody getting tests or thinking they needed to. And so we just had cases skyrocket and now everyone's clogging up the system trying to get one now. That's what I would imagine. And yet, you know, there's still people that still managing to fight the system on that. I don't want to get into that either. Everything's stupid. (laughs) Not a lot of uh, pleasantries or excitement in the intro. I did get a cute girl's phone number. That was exciting. (laughs) I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about all the uh, terrible stuff that could very well end civilization as we know it in the the coming months in America. Uh, Let's talk about me and my heart and my feelings. I don't know. It's a, it's a curious situation is my, my neighbor, she's very cute and I've had like, you know, a mini crush on her for a while, but she's also kind of like me and kind of stays to herself a lot, you know, a little reclusive. She plays her piano and and sings and stuff and she's very good at it. And I always kind of just like admired her from afar. And then I don't know how it happened. I think it started with earthquake night, but yeah, we started uh, chatting and I got her number and I was feeling pretty, pretty cool about that. And then immediately over, uh, overcome with the, the stupid thing that my broken brain does. And it's the thing of, Oh yeah, obviously, obviously, she she gave me her number. She's probably kind of interested. And then the rest of my brain goes, no, that can't be it. Well, let's try to figure out why she hates you. <laughs> it's not a healthy way to live where you're constantly just uh, telling yourself that you're not good and nobody could ever uh, possibly love you unless you were um, writing for TV or, or had uh, some kind of great high profile Hollywood gig. <laughs> We're working through it. We're working through it. And I'm very excited about the possibility of, I don't know, whatever it ends up being. Goddamn human contact, maybe. Six feet away, of course. But, you know, emotional contact. Who knows? Who fucking knows? This is not, this intro sucks. We're going to just get to the episode because it's a fun one. Uh, I recorded a few days ago with my buddy James Fritz. He's a great comedian. He's been on the show before. He's got an album out. I don't think we talked about it in this segment, but, and it's been out for a while, but you should check out uh, his album. I'll link to it in the episode description. He's very funny. He's one of the funniest people I know. And, you know, this is a lot of us yelling about the state of the world, making fun of Ben Shapiro and things like, and Scott Adams and things like that. But uh, James is great. And this podcast is great. And you're great. 
and holy shit, I'm tired and I can't believe that this is the intro I'm going to put out, but this is the intro that is going onto the episode because I simply have no energy. Nope, thought there'd be a last spurt of energy there. Sure wasn't. So we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back with more Bleak and Review with my guest, James Fritz, after this. Yeah, hold hold on to the hold on to the uh, the GoFundMe until like, well, we I want to do it while money is still a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hold on for until you get hold on for Central Air. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean <laughs> hold out for the big prize, not just yeah, like some stand up yeah. unit. Uh huh. <laughs> are you in Kentucky right now, or are you in uh back in L.A.? Oh no, I've been back in L.A. since. I got back from Kentucky and then lockdown happened the next day. Oh shit. Okay. I I must've had it confused in my head because I know a few people have been, they like were in places and then everything happened and they got stuck there for months. Oh no, I'm not a, I had to come back and get back to work, you know, get back to work, uh, cowering in fear, (laughs) pay rent. You know, I had to pay rent to the LA. Isn't that great? (laughs) Oh goodness. Um, well, you sound good on my end. Do I sound okay for you? You sound like butter. Ooh, say it slower. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> you sound this good. All right. I can't believe it's not a podcast. You got it. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm doing okay. You know, ups and downs. Uh, yeah. uh, I would say the peaks and valleys are like, you know, crippling, like the valleys are like incredibly low, like depressed, like everything was ending. And you uh, live in the valleys, right? Right. Yeah. I live in the the North Hollywood valleys. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, like we go there and then like the, the peaks are like when I, when I take acid and then things are cool. But then like. <laughs> oh, I haven't done any acid during quarantine. I don't, I think I'm done with acid. I don't think. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a drug that I feel like, uh. You you do and you do in a moderation. Like I take like I microdose it now. I don't sure. even take like full doses because like microdosing is very hip and very cool. When I understand, yeah, it's a funny. It's a fun clinical word for doing drugs every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, that was my my buddy Matt uh, Matt Brousseau had a, used to have a joke where he was talking about how he's like I do cocaine like a doctor would do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they and used the- to prescribe it to like kids. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like, like I, what, I, because I remember heroin was like for teething or toothaches, and they would give kids heroin. Uh, what was cocaine prescribed for? Like, I mood? think just uh, like you're, you're, if you had a sluggish, tubby child or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Ma'am, your son seems to be a what we call a slubby, sluggish husky. child. <laughs> I think they called him husky back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have a husky boy. We'd like to give him some of this uh, cocaine. Get him up and moving around the house. Breaking windows, causing a scene, sticking a stick up a dog's ass. <laughs> Whoa. <Yeah>, big escalation. That's why that generation of serial killers happened. Yeah. <laughs> coke babies. Yeah, we have it's there's like people talk about boomers and like things like where there was big population booms. But we don't talk about like the big booms of uh, people who became sociopaths. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the seven. It all hit in the 70s, right? There were like oh, the wacky 70s. Killers. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like and maybe I maybe this is uh, maybe I mistook, but it does seem like when I was like in high school, there was like 
the the Mount Olympus of uh, of serial killers. Like everyone knew about like seven core serial killers. And yeah. I feel like we don't have cool like iconic ones now. Like everything, it's I think it's because well, of streaming. No mon- <laughs> there's no monoculture. Yeah, exactly. There used to be like you know there used to be like a hundred bands, <laughs> right? Uh, Twelve movies a year, and like eight serial killers so yeah <laughs> yeah you had like your john wayne gacy your ed gain uh right. your jeffrey dahmer and now it's just like any two-bit fucking hoodlum you know <laughs> right he's got his only fans watching him murder people <laughs> that is that's a that's a sketch that i feel like <laughs> should be I mean, made i just watched eight millimeter for the first time so maybe that's why my brain is have you ever seen this no i haven't what's that uh it's about like a Nicolas Cage um, uncovers a snuff film and he has to go into the seedy underbelly of porn to like, but it's, it was a Schumacher, uh, Joel Schumacher movie from, oh, really? like, from like 20 years ago. And it's kind of crazy who pops up like the guy who uh, put Steve Buscemi in the wood chepper in Fargo. I forget his name, but that oh, character um... is in it tall guy yeah and so, uh, is it a, is that a scars no peter stormare maybe stormare yeah yeah and uh gandolfini's in it Ooh, and uh yeah it's it's kind of like uh, uh they like they saw the side characters in like true romance and we're obviously like i was literally about to say this sounds like a true romance lineup <laughs> <laughs> but it's just this morose and like i was wanting like 2020 nick cage in it yeah i don't think he'd gone completely bad shit yet but it was like one of those bad movies that was oddly compelling like I, I love those studio movies that aren't good but they're so well made that you find them that they're very watchable yeah and you can like you're like i got something out of that even if it wasn't my favorite nicholas cage joint <clears throat> yeah like i'm obsessed with that have you well, ironic have you ever seen the movie uh the number 23 is that is that uh, that's not the one where the guy's trying to figure out like codes or anything, right? Yeah, it's Jim Carrey. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think I have when, seen this. Yeah, and he was going like hardcore serious. Like mm-hmm. I think I think it was like, yeah, he did all the like fart face movies, and then he did <laughs> uh, Eternal Sunshine. It was great, and it was like, funny. Yeah, he he and, had his bowl cut uh, floppy ears era, and then he moved yeah. into the uh, take me seriously, and uh-huh. then he went insane, and now uh, he now he's in Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot he was in Sonic. He's actually I I watched that not too long ago, and it's like a very like forgettable kids movie. But his mm-hmm. Doctor Robotnik as like a Richard Spencer like alt right like oh, neo Nazi really? type. Yeah, he plays it like a fascist. It's awesome yeah. as the villain. Like it's really cool. <laughs> I kind of love Jim Carrey. I just heard him on uh, What the Fuck, and like he's uh, he he's out there, but he's always been out there. But he, I don't know. He seems like a odd, thoughtful guy. Yeah, comedian. You know, I feel like he's one of the only like celebrities that is like outwardly said like hey celebrity is a curse and you shouldn't aspire to have what i have because i hate everything about my life. <laughs> like, right? I don't remember then, the exact quote. He was very upfront about that. <laughs> Well, and like, yeah, there's that whole story girl who like lived in a car for a while. Like his family was really poor, you know? So he kind of, I don't know. It is like a, a star is born story or something. I haven't seen a star is born, but it's like a rags to riches and then regretting your trapped by your wealth thing, which, you know, my heart was goes he- out to rich people. Yeah. That's what mostly in the year of 2020, what we want to say is that. <laughs> 
that uh, we, people are talking a lot about Black Lives Matter and and ineptitude. Matter. It's like, yeah. what about yeah? What about what about you know? Uh, give ninety nine percent of your heart to the one percent is what I say. <laughs> Oh, God, these people. And I don't know how much. And by the way, we are back here on Bleak and Review. I remain oh. Kevin Anderson, cold open style. Uh, joining me, of course, not from Kentucky, but back from L.A. But everyone feels like they're in Kentucky right now. Uh, James Fritz is here returning to the show. Hi, Fritzy. Hey, buddy. The I Fritz mean, Corraldo himself. Yep. Just <laughs> Oh, the, dragging, the amount you didn't like that. Dragging these premises down a river. <laughs> Killing villagers. Yep. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, but before I uh, shoved that intro in there, I was about to say, like, I don't know how much you've, uh, you keep yourself inundated with like what dumb shits are saying on the internet. Uh, I, a certain amount is very unhealthy, and I think I've hit but that. Enough amount. about Nancy Pelosi's daughter. <laughs> well, my, my ride's here. <laughs> uh, this is like, like, whenever I see somebody who clearly like makes 35k a year and they're like going to the bat for like millionaires i just like i i i have to imagine it's that they think it's a thing that they're going to be someday and they want to have that life like is that what it is i don't know i think it's that somewhat it's like the whole you know lotto culture and uh worshiping get rich quick and all that shit i mean our president's literally a huckster, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, but he came from money. That's the thing. Like in popular culture, we erase the part where like they started with all this wealth, like Elon Musk, people talk about him. Like he's a self-made guy. And like, really his dad was like a, like owned slaves in Africa or some shit. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Like, but they erase that part. And all, always in the rag, the riches stories were like, they weren't really in rags. They just had, five businesses fail that they got bailed out of before like one hit you know? is designer t-shirt to uh, a different suit for every night of the week <laughs> story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rich to riches. Yeah. <laughs> rich, to, rich to more riches. Yeah. Uh, the story of everyone's favorite white people. <laughs> but I also think like a lot of people just like, I mean, the one thing that I've realized, I mean, I guess I kind of always knew it was true, especially growing up where I grew up, like in like the culture of the church and everything is that like a lot of people like authoritarians and like want to be ruled by an authoritarian. And that instinct is way more real or way more. It's way bigger in the populace than I thought it was. Yeah. Where it's just like, rooting on cops while they're brutalizing people like they like to see the brutalization yeah they're like oh well you know and you know obviously the the thing they always say is like you know uh if you're not doing anything wrong you know and it's like that's like you know i thought that too and then i like turned 18 and went to college and met like a black person i was like oh yeah actually it turns out (laughs) it's not the case right you can be an emt who's asleep Yeah. (laughs) yeah 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 And of course we and of course we uh, we we jest about Breonna Taylor because it's so ripe for comedy. <laughs> well, I wasn't jesting. No, I I just realized that I laughed immediately after you said that, and I well, wanted to make fun of myself. Aside. It was a witty aside. I'm a comedian. I appreciate your laughter. You and know? comedy and, and comedy isn't dead. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been brutalized with an inch, inch of its life, but it's not. <laughs> it's. Dead. 
It's hanging on. It's 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 uh, strung up uh, to a life support machine, just waiting for a visitor without a mask to come and finish I the mean, job. You know, it's on its last legs. First uh, Dalia, then Brian Callen. I Oh God, I I made a post about that when I saw the Callen thing, and I was just like, oh, I guess we have to take down all the mini bosses before we get to the final stage, which is probably canceling Joe Rogan. Like, I don't have any evidence to back that up, but I, I don't bet think that's Rogan back. Type. I think he's no. I I don't think. I think. I mean, he. You know, he's got his problems, but I think he's a happily married dude who goes back to his compound after his sets. I don't think he's. You're probably right. Acting like he's in high school, like these other fucking guys are running around, <laughs> like these other forty year old men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But That's I mean, true. they all swim in his wake for sure. I mean, yeah. You know, you do his show. It's like going on the tonight show was back in the day i mean it's, yeah he's the kingmaker <laughs> he is yeah it's insane how many downloads he gets like and i don't hate him man i mean i think, I think he's, he's I kind think of he's, an easy target for a lot of lefties who want to score points online to be honest oh for sure like like you know i uh, you Not can't you. see it but i'm ra- i was just literally raising my hand uh <laughs> No, I just I think the only thing that he really does that is detrimental is like, well, and it's not even really his fault. It's like he has a platform that reaches so many people, and like, right. occasionally he'll like maybe spout off some shit that like he thinks yeah. he believes, or he's not really thinking that people are going to take it as gospel, and then exactly. like people start living like that, and then right. it's like, oh shit, now Arizona's dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he understands that a lot of his uh, young male listeners take every stoned like what if that he does in conversation as like gospel yeah absolutely i think i also think i have a a a sour taste about about it because like one of the first people i met when i moved to la to do comedy i met some guy outside i think it was the unurban cafe unurban open mic on like the west side or something i think i can't even remember who who could care but (laughs) (laughs) but who could who could could possibly care i like that who (laughs) possibly could even (laughs) find the capacity within their own life it's the thing i've been saying whenever i catch myself yeah, yeah. I, whenever I catch myself rambling on about some niche bullshit that I know that none of my listeners actually care about, that's the thing I'm trying to shoehorn in there. Uh-huh. Uh, but this guy, he was a very weird combination. He was a broy juggler, uh, like a wow. juggler with bro vibes, like that's alpha kind bro of terrifying, vibes. Terrifying because he's yeah, got it was it was all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like ah oh, shit, they pulled it off. Yeah, all of a sudden a ball is coming out your head in the front row because I don't know. <laughs> He's just juggling like five copies of like the game. (laughs) (laughs) Just tattered. (laughs) But I was talking to this guy and I just mentioned like, oh, I'm, you know, new into comedy. And he's like, oh, what comedians do you like? And I was like, oh, I like, you know, and I named a few. And then I said, Brian Regan. And he goes, oh, I fucking hate Brian Regan, dude. I'm all about Joe Rogan. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like anyone hate Brian Regan. He's like a perfect comedian. (laughs) I've literally never heard a bad story yeah. even you know, the slightest about brian Reagan. i think i think i think he, he, I think clean, he hated but he's not yeah. an asshole about it like exactly he, he pays his openers very well he really yeah he's not all holier than thou about being clean and like right. saying like you shouldn't cuss he's like no i just don't because it doesn't yeah. stop my style yeah and i think no, I that's think bizarre i've never that's a yeah. new one. i've never heard brian regan hate 
I'm trying to remember. I'm try- yeah, it was it was very overwhelming to me too because everyone up until that point in my life I had met had either not heard of him or was a big fan. But yeah, uh, like I think credence. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you know, whenever whenever fortunate son comes on, I'm just like ugh. <laughs> like they don't have to be your favorite, but you. Hate <laughs> it's like come on. Right. He's like I also misinterpret most of the songs from that era as patriotic. <laughs> so my. <laughs> I, I believe that, you know, Fortunate Sons about how we should have stayed in Vietnam as well as born in the USA. Fortunate Son is about the estate tax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's about and then actually, if you if you really listen, if you really listen to Bad Moon Rising, like the, the subtext of it is that black people's pants sag too much. <laughs> It's about black on black crime. What about yeah. black on black crime? <laughs> it's like Ben Shapiro's like, oh, Credence <clears throat> is my favorite band. <laughs> Just reading Credence. Did you see him reading the WAP? Fucking? Yeah, okay. Oh my God. I actually, I'm glad you brought On that up. On what level do these people know that they're doing it to be self-owning and like just be talked about? He has to know that like a guy reading <laughs> what app <laughs> keyword like is going to be like mocked. Right. Yeah, a, a guy who looks like Wednesday Adams post like gender operation. <laughs> but I, I am glad you brought that up though, because I actually so I know that's the Cardi B song, and I know it's like wet ass pussy, right? That's the that's the thing. Uh, that's what it stands for. Well, you can say it. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, okay, wet butt pussy. <laughs> Thank you. But and so I didn't I just saw like because I'm in that was that zone right now I go you know in waves of like being super in tune with everything I'm seeing like all the the stories that are popping up and then like kind of checking out and I'm kind of in checkout zone for the last two days. So like I missed yeah. that but I did see the picture. So what did he what was his thing? He was like, I want to tell you how this song's bad or like what was his? Oh, anger? Yeah, I just saw like a clip. I saw a really I can't take him. Life's too short, but I saw a, a really quick clip where he was like literally just reading the words, you know, and I'm sure he was lamenting that, like, you know, the vulgarity of the culture <laughs> and all that shit. Like, Jesus, speaking of who could care, like, good yeah. God. That's well, so it's just because women are doing it. Like, that's I mean, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worried about the, the sexual lyrics and hip hop all of a sudden. Okay. Yeah, we were all like, you know, we were all about back that ass up and uh, like well, literally every bang. Like I immediately like went on YouTube and like just started listening to old Easy E songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me that nut. Give me that nut. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's aggressively. It's, it's yeah, it's like, but it's like we've, yeah, we've had men doing like, and it's, it's like, you know, it's the, I would never actually judge the content of these songs, but to compare it to what's being talked about in the you know zeitgeist of bad twitter right now it's like it's like we've had like since yeah like since nwa and like ice cube like I, i'm trying to remember uh i think i think uh, mc ren on a song on war and peace volume two says I, I make i make bitches clear the room like a dyke fleeing dicks okay <laughs> and i'm just like like we've been like it's just it's so crass and vulgar and it's like yeah, word like I'm, I'm it's it's an interesting metaphor or simile. Folk songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. like it'd be weird if yeah, you put on an old Bob James record and he was talking about <laughs> dugging like, out a lady. But that's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh I'm trying to think of the uh the guy that uh uh 
you might you'll probably know exactly what I'm talking about. The guy who inside Lewin Davis is about Dave Van oh, Ronk. Dave Van Ronk, yeah. <laughs> He's like that green, green <laughs> fucking assy <Boy>. load. <laughs> <laughs> which may be the episode title. <laughs> uh, parsley, sage, rosemary, and that ass. <laughs> All subtlety be damned. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny. Like, it, it's just hilarious. Like, literally, since the beginning of time, people have been com- complaining about those sexual lyrics and pop songs yeah. or blues songs. Or like, I mean... Tutti Fruity is like, I mean, oh yeah, it's about butt fucking. Like, you know, like, so I mean, it couldn't be more on the nose. Tutti Fruity is cocaine for ass fucking. Well, it's originally Tutti Fruity, good booty, for real. Right, I've heard that. Is that yeah, so? Yeah. That is true. Uh huh. And then there was they what they changed to uh, Oh Rudy or something. Was that Tutti Fruity? Oh Rudy. Yeah, oh, he's like whatever. I'll. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it on the radio. I'll just say something. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, just uh, foreshadowing Sean Astin's amazing football role. <laughs> Which, if they use that oh as the God. theme song to that, <laughs> I'm doing the GIF of uh, the Rock clapping. <laughs> Not the Rock, Rock. I'm sorry, Charles. <laughs> This is how this is how we communicate in COVID times is describing on the phone, essentially what what GIF react we're doing. But it also like the 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 reaction to the Cardi B shit is very like, you know, related to like what shitty dudes have been saying about uh, lady comedians for years, too, which is like, oh, all they talk about is their pussies and their blood. (laughs) And it's like, dude, I've never heard a masturbation joke from. Yeah. I've never heard 14 of them every open mic I've hosted. Yeah, I hosted an open mic in Chicago, like, pre-internet for, like, five years, so you can't even get your jack-off tweets out. It was all safe safe for the stage. (laughs) Yeah, you couldn't even jack-off your jack-off tweets. Exactly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know. I, I feel like... Yeah, it's just like Ben. Going back to the Ben Shapiro, because I'm in the same boat as you. Were like, I I didn't watch that shit because his voice will send me <laughs> fucking. I will like, I will like, just start seething by my like it at makes my apartment. What I don't like when yeah. I hear his voice. It makes yeah. me. I feel like Biff Tannen, and I just want to like abuse him. I yeah. want to bully him when I hear his voice. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, as I don't know if you were a, a former bully, but I had like a very brief bullying phase <laughs> really? in, in, in middle school. Like, cause I didn't know what I was doing. Like, and it was mostly like verbal bully bullying. I was never like, I never like beat anybody up or anything, but like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to be like tuck, like, like who is a it? Like Maddox, ass. like some kind of dickhead. What? Like a smart ass. Yeah, like smart ass, but also like like rude and like oh your kids suck, <laughs> like just dumb bullshit, you know, Are trying you to be like adults. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, t- I'm talking your about kids <laughs> my fellow classmates. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm you burning all your- of the teenage <laughs> mothers. <laughs> you go to your friend's house and just roast the moms <laughs> as they're bringing me like triangle grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> on white bread. <laughs> But like, I feel like I feel the same. Where I'm just I like, man, you. you can both do better. Oh, uh, <laughs> hey, my ride's here. It's my mom. Funny 
Uh, but yeah, like I, I feel like I, I revert back to like that brain where like, oh man, I just want to do something that ruins this guy's life and makes him feel bad. Like I don't know, I it's can't obviously. You just but... want to bring the smugness down so bad. Yeah. So yeah, like smart. confident and wrong is a bad combination. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like these debate guys. Like, well, it's just an exchange of ideas. We're just having a dialogue. I'm just debating. Like, I'm just debating. Maybe trans people should be dragged behind a truck. I don't know. Who about it? Like, that, that wrong. I mean, who should define what anything is? You know. I, I mean, just to be devil's advocate here, uh, yeah, have, you ever, advocate, have you ever man. have you ever you ever considered the possibility, just as devil's advocate, that uh, whites are the superior race? Right. <laughs> it's like. Me. Yeah. Stay with me now. Yeah. Now, oh look, oh you're, you're gonna shut me down. You're gonna shut me down. Talking faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. Now I'm worked up, and I want to hurt him. That's what I was trying to do. I was trying to get you in that zone so we can get you yelling on here. Uh, I'm gonna stand up. <laughs> he goes, he's like, yeah, and like he'll start doing the fast talking, and then like, and then anytime someone's like. Uh, counterpoint, fuck you, you're a racist asshole. He's like, oh, I guess there's no civil discourse in this country exactly. anymore. I guess you can't. Oh. And it's just like, you fucking coward. <laughs> I oh, hate I it. Left, I thought the left was all about exchange of ideas <laughs> and accepting different things. Uh, sorry, everybody. Uh, you know, I guess we were, I, I thought, I know you all showed up thinking you were expecting civil discourse, but it turns out uh, I'm literally sticking my own cock in my own asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I said maybe Nazis are good. And like now you're acting like a Nazi about it. <laughs> Yeah, remember how the Nazis uh, uh, shut down racists in forums of conversation? It's bad. It's bad. Because, like, I'll watch, like, I'll watch, like, you know, uh, this week in crazy American, like, news desk breakdown shit, you know, like, your John Oliver's, your whatever. I watch those sometimes. But, like, when they do, like, an expose on, like, a Ben Shapiro or a Scott, P- what's it? Scott Adams. Is that the Dilbert guy? Oh, that's the Dilbert guy. <laughs> yeah. And I hear these motherfuckers talk. I just get my blood just is boiling. And I'm like a very even tempered, right. jolly idiot, you know? <laughs> yeah. And these are the same motherfuckers who were calling everyone cucks like two, three years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah and, now, and now they're like, now they're like, uh, oh, well, uh, look at these leftists that slander us and call everyone racist oh, as if that's a comparable. Anything. I can't say any. I can't even say the n word anymore. <laughs> I can't say anything. I mean, I make all my money solely talking to other idiots, but I can't say anything. <laughs> and the the thing about like Scott Adams in particular is like the people that they you know they're obviously very privileged and like they're well, able to speak like this. He wrote a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he wrote a cartoon about memos. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, Dilbert, we work in an office. <laughs> The copy machine's jammed again. Oh, that's relatable. I know the <laughs> copy machine. I also work at a soulless corporate environment, and I get very upset about banal minutia because I'm watching my life slip away as my hair recedes. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somewhere. Okay, I know it's rude to do, but I'm gonna no. Let's Google, do it. I'm gonna Google this real quick. No, please. Uh, I encourage somebody to fact check when I'm spouting bullshit on this podcast. Oh no, I don't think anyone has brought this. I think I heard this on a podcast that he has a. Dilbert shaped pool. <laughs> oh, is, Scott Adams. That is compound. Yeah. Oh no, his compound. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, I bet man. he does. That fuck. He he looks like he would have a fucking Dilbert pool. <laughs> does oh, my he? God. Uh, wait. He's got a Dilbert shaped like cock ring. <laughs> white. No. Um, <laughs> He's got a Dilbert shaped <laughs> wife. That's the episode title. <laughs> here's, here's his 
We're I'm writing oh, that God, down. Sorry. sorry, I'm at bird bird's eye. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing down Dilbert shaped wife as the episode title. <laughs> yeah, I think the motherfucker has a Dilbert shaped pool. And he's got a Dilbert shaped like uh like castle thing. Like a turret. <laughs> Oh, like a like a uh, what do you call that? Yeah, like a like a like a battlement or something. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a dude that would probably be like, I should live in a castle. I think. Oh, for sure. And and then and then he'll just like you know talk down to the 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 peasants through Twitter videos that fucking suck. Because that's how I was gonna. When did he become a political person though? That's that's, the thing. That's the thing. I feel like Like, Gilbert was huge, and then stopped, and then like. Nine years later, he popped back up just saying shit. I think he, what, from my understanding, and I, this is very limited, and other people have done more research on this. I advise people to go watch the uh, some oh, more news. I've done mine. <laughs> yeah, I've already done. Mine. I won't show you any sources. I like that we're turning him into a vaudeville character slowly. <laughs> lock me a lady tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lock me, lock me a biological lady tonight. <laughs> fucking vaudeville turfs Uh, but he he got like really vocal about his politics what (laughs) he got really vocal about his politics when trump uh started running for president and he got like into like it was during the run-up to that then i think so and i think like around that time he started doing that white guy shit of like i'm gonna make a book about how you succeed through manipulation or whatever Bitch, you wrote a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, dude. You did four panels like. a week. <laughs> I know. I love these morons who are like it's like it's like when comics write books about relationships. I'm like, you sh- what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, unless the book is how to fuck up a bunch of relationships. Is <laughs> <laughs> he not sorry? Didn't he do one? I wasn't gonna take it to him. Yeah, it? probably. I think he did one right before his dating habits came out. His dating um, habits. <laughs> uh, but Scott Adams, uh, his thing is he's like one of those guys that's like, you got to look at the mental gymnastics that or the mental moves that get. He's five chess pieces ahead talking about Trump. He's like, he's five oh, chess yeah. pieces ahead all the time. And when he said this thing about injecting bleach, he didn't actually mean that. But you could see uh, that he's playing the game and he's like got this like really soft like w- disgusting like play-by-play of what he thinks like how he right. justifies crazy shit and that's what i hate oh yeah i hate the i hate that trump is a chess genius <laughs> no he's a fucking maniac who's really good at tv that's <laughs> yeah. all it is he's, he's good, good at, at he's TV good at and that's theater yeah he <laughs> Live really theater. is man i mean that's why every station runs everything he does. Yeah. I mean, you and know. it's why I can't even like, and I'm obviously like, this has been brought up by millions of comics already, but like, I can't even latch on to one crazy bullshit thing long enough to like, even like, r- not let alone write jokes about it, but like, even be able to like break it down as like why it's crazy and like why, like, Oh, like when people want to debate about something, like, dude, that was like seventeen crazy fucking things ago. Oh, yeah, and it does. He probably doesn't even remember he said that shit. Well, I mean, that's the Bannon. That's what he learned from Bannon. Oh, uh, right, I forgot Bannon, about Bannon. Jesus, Bannon's strategy was just flood it, just flood, right? Flood the zone, you know, and you know, that's what he he's done. He does something to get in the news every day, sometimes three times a day. 
and then no one's talking about how uh, <laughs> how like you know the corporate how how corporations and the one percent like made off like bandits during this shit because we're all chasing after the last insane thing trump said and i'm not saying it's important but like no i get what you mean or like it's not important but like it's the media is not good at keeping their eye on the ball no not at all it's like absolutely (laughs) it's worth (laughs) yeah it's like like the stuff you're talking about like the big macro level stuff about like you know i mean coronavirus handling the economies whatever like all this corporate like corruption like the big things we're fighting over 200 bucks a week yeah americans (laughs) <laughs> Which like, is, is it going like, to be 400 or is it going to be 600? That's what we've been fighting over in the media for two, three fucking weeks. And that's like one bad bar tab. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's nothing. They gave away like 5 trillion to like businesses that were already doing well. And like every bank, every bank is doing better than they've ever done. Like it's, it's crazy to me. And do you think this is because this is something that Pelosi said to pray for poor people. So I'm feeling good about the resistance. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious because your your thoughts about this, because I'm going to need more beer. Yeah. (laughs) Are you going to grab a beer? No, this is the last one. I was not prepared for this. Oh, it's okay. I mean, when you get a James Fritz on the podcast, you got to get into the really devastating. So we talked about fucking last week. We were just talking about earthquakes and shit. Like that's all banal. I <laughs> like, welcome the earthquake. Yeah. Ooh, drop me into a fault, daddy. <laughs> as long as uh, I don't cancel earthquakes. <laughs> or or uh, Bruce Bruce. All right, that's racist for you. This what? Time. What? No, they're both silly comics with silly names. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only comparisons. <laughs> I was obsessed with Bruce Bruce. For- <laughs> I don't know much about him other than his name and that I know he's like a Def Jam guy, right? Like oh, he came yeah. out of he's Def a Jam. Killer, he's a killer, man. He was funny as shit. I'm more familiar with Shucky Ducky. Okay. Yeah. Because no, because he is hilarious to me because he will, it's almost, if it, it's one of those things of like, I don't know if this is brilliant alt comedy or just like weird, bad comedy <laughs> where it's like, I'll just say an observation about a Chinese guy I saw on a bus. It won't be very funny, but I'll say Shucky Ducky quack quack after. <laughs> sure. You gotta say it or hamburger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hamburger or get her done. You know, you know, the, the racist equivalent of that. Yeah. Earthquake lost all the weight. So is he going by Tremor now? Oh, come on. All right. <laughs> we have fun. We do have fun. I just Googled earthquake thinking the comedian would come up. And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? <laughs> My Google's broken. <laughs> There's only one earthquake. And it's the man. <laughs> Uh, but like so, like sometimes I argue with my uh, 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 vaguely uh, privileged and libertarian upstairs neighbor uh, about politics. I don't want to, but he, you know, it happens when you drink, and uh, uh, and he's always like trying to convince me that Trump's been good for the economy, and I'm like, he's good for like seven people who have all the money. Like, who has seen any benefits of Trump's economy? You know. Well, yeah, he's great for Wall Street, which is not. I think yeah, that's. This, yeah. I think this year should prove to me on the shadow of a doubt that Wall Street is not the economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, dude, you're sorry to. Uh, I, I know like, you're probably. Is, really... I'm like, how is it allowed to go up during that? <laughs> 
and that's that's the other thing is that these people that are like well, like we're going back to what we're talking about who like uh like have like wall street's back and are like you know down for authority and love it like they're the people yeah. that are on robin hood like trying to you know make stocks happen and they're like oh i'm gonna, i know i'm gonna make it happen like I, I i'm doing what they're doing and it's gonna work out for me so that's why i support it that's totally that's an interesting connection mm-hmm. um but yeah <laughs> well, he's also great a lot of the things that are gonna be really bad like in that giant tax cut that they passed what was that two years ago Right. Um, a lot of the things that are really, really going to be bad are, are going to take effect in like two years. That's what I mean. The Republic say what you will about the Republicans. They're smart about their e- evil. Yeah. And they'll take it. You know, they probably were like, yeah, Trump's probably a one term president. <laughs> and so, he's he's a yeah. half a trick pony. Right. So this shit will go into effect under a Democrat and then they'll blame a Democrat. And no one knows how the economy. I don't know. I'm no economist, you know, genius. I'm economist. Yeah. You know, this is the richest I've ever been right now. <laughs> Dude, honestly, that's the fucked up thing. And I think part of it is that, you know, it, I was, I did manage to get unemployment like a month before quarantine happened. So like yeah. I didn't have the backlog and I wasn't able to go out to bars all the time, but I was like, I've never had more money in my bank account than when I was unemployed. And I I know that's a thing that a lot of people have experienced actually. Oh, and that's sure. fucked up. That's fucked up as fuck. Yeah, that's fucked up. I love, yeah, but Ted Cruz thinks we shouldn't get $600 a week. <laughs> oh, my God. He works so hard for his money. <laughs> I'm, by the way, I've just started replying to every Ted Cruz post, no matter what it is, with... Uh, um, <laughs> I, I just, I'm Death threats? No, I just... <laughs> that's one way to go. Um <laughs> Wait, you've so you've been in his D or you've been you've been reply guying Ted I've Cruz. Been, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love this. I love that look for you. <laughs> yeah, and I like to yeah, because he thinks he's so funny. And it drives <sighs> me crazy how funny oh. he thinks he is. There's nothing worse than a Republican who thinks they're clever. <laughs> yeah, he's got that. Uh who's the fucking Huckabee had it bad. Oof. Where like someone told him he was funny once and he like I mean, it's he does like shtick. Uh, it's so I don't. What were what were his bits? I don't remember his bits. What was well, his closer? A, he had a book called "God Grits Guns and Gravy," <laughs> which is I mean, funny. I but like I'm, that if that's a drive-by trucker song, but <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know but, how he didn't tour with the blue collar comedy guys with that kind of material. Yeah, he does warm up like Brody Stevens for him. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say with Ted Cruz, I just replied to everything he says. Uh, Do you glue on your beard with your own cum? His, beard, <laughs> looks, his that, beard looks truly awful. If we have any, uh, uh, and I know that some of uh, some of the listeners of the show are, are into doing this kind of stuff. If anybody else wants to also do what James just said, and every time Ted Cruz t- tweets, you just say <laughs> that to him, it'd be great. If he, if he answers the question, I'll stop asking. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, if he didn't, if he hadn't done it, he would have uh, told you and said he hadn't done it. Like, he, the reason he hasn't replied is because he's probably done it. Or he's busy, yeah, doing it. <laughs> it's a long process. Sure, yeah. Have you seen the beard? It's very, it's, he's for, in the, for a fake beard, it looks okay. He's in the VFX chair for a long time on on set, whatever. He, he's got getting his getting his beard glued to his face with his own cum, because that's a lot of cum he has to produce. Exactly. It's not just the gluing, it's the cumming. <laughs> it's 
not just the gluing, it's the coming. If I've said it once, I've said it a million times. <laughs> people, people in this in this throwaway culture we live in today, James, you know, yes, fast yes. food, I Netflix. Oh, no one it. talks about the people it. producing all of the cum. Thank you. Who comes the comers? <laughs> I don't know who comes. Who comes on the people that are coming on themselves? I don't know. (laughs) We'll never find out. My research. (laughs) (laughs) I. I. uh, Yeah. I. I don't know. I can't believe. Oh, the Huckabee thing. I do. I've realized that we're talking about his shtick. I just remembered his uh, big closing bit was reminding everyone that his son killed a dog. And that's, that's got to be your closer because you, you got to go last with that because if the crowd loves it, I mean, you go off a, an edgy champ. If they yeah. Hate it, if they hate it and you put that in the middle, then it's going to ruin the rest of the act because they're going to be thinking of the dead dog. So you got to you got to. <laughs> he really he really Louis CK'd that whole thing up, <laughs> which I guess he's just around again. Guess who's back? <laughs> Still a perf. Uh, I, I do like that. Um, and this is something that was pointed out to me because like, obviously the Chris D'Elia thing, they were, Netflix was like, oh, well, we're not going to work with him anymore in the future. And then, but they like kept all his old specials up. And then like, same with Louie, like they took his show off. Well, I think but then, the like, cops made them keep his old specials up. Really? <laughs> yeah. The police were looking for evidence. <laughs> I, I for a second thought you meant like lawyers or something, but then I just, <laughs> and then I just pictured cops doing it. Oh, I'm sorry, I meant Q. <laughs> the cops did a kick dough at Netflix, and they they came in with a uh, with a, a warrant. They actually had a warrant for Hulu. That was the fucked up thing. <laughs> Man, my favorite phone. moment of quarantine, hands down. This podcast? It's okay. My second favorite <laughs> moment of quarantine, hands down, was the video someone dug up of him on that podcast when he realized that you could screen cap. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Snapchat, the Snapchat stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That yeah. was like the same look I get. When like someone's like, you know, you can eat a salad, you know, like <laughs> that was my, that was my face when I realized that the little hook on the uh, inside of the door of your gas tank is for putting the cap on like the gas cap. Wait. You can hang it there. Like I was just what? putting it on my car. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, did I just blow, did I just blow your mind? Mind blown, dude. Like the there's, Leah, there's a little. <laughs> Luckily, this won't have any uh, problematic r- uh, ramifications. But you can uh, put your little gas cap in this wedge uh, on the on the uh, inside of the gas. Like, like the, the way the you door. said, your little gas cap. Oh, your little gas cap. Yeah, I got a big old fucking truck. <laughs> I got a big industrial sized gas cap. I got four locks on it because you know that people will be dumping salt in everyone's tank. <laughs> <laughs> Home security. <laughs> Oh man, Vanessa's dad, bless his heart. I, I enjoyed him very much, but he was very uh, uh, over uh, paranoid about shit like that. And I remember once oh, I was my driving dad's like, my dad like that, just like everyone's out to get him all the time. Yeah, he actually like, had a lock on his gas can on his oh uh, door to his gas tank because he said, and I quote, "People pour sugar in them all the time." Well, maybe he's like my father. Where like it finally hit me one day. It's like, no man, you make a lot of enemies. 
Everybody's <laughs> yeah. not out to get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is fair. That is a fair. That I don't know if that applies to him. I mean, turns out it kind of did in some ways. I'm not going to get into that here. We can I talk about it man. afterwards. <laughs> but but yeah, it's like a thing of like uh, where uh, you know someone someone says something and it's very indicative about how many people they routinely piss off yeah, or like yeah. try to fight them for whatever reason they're like oh you know how when you get in a bar fight i'm like nah i don't <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> you know how you can't go down the shonies without having to kick someone's ass you know that, right? <laughs> as somebody who recently within the last year went to a shonies for the first time i love that right i love the imagery of that <laughs> I, I didn't even know shonies were still around i went i was in uh oh it must have been like uh, it was about a year ago, I believe. Oh no, it was like Christmas time. I was in North Carolina, and there was a Shoney's. Oh yeah, they got them there. Yeah, and it was a uh, you know uh, what is you got you got a uh, you got your your medium oh, grade that, fast food. And with that North Carolina <laughs> accent, that's a good word. Shoney's. Shoney's. I don't know yeah. how to do that accent. Uh, my mom's family was from is from North Carolina. And yeah, yeah, I was out there. My brother and uh, sister in law live out there. It's a great accent. It's so bizarre though. It's like Valley Southern. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. They're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit of British in it. Yeah, it does. I like that. But yeah, Shoney's, I could just imagine, like, you see, like, you know, not just world star videos, but just there is a whole subsection of YouTube culture that's just people getting hurt and fighting. And like, whenever, you know, somebody at a weird kickback is like this will be entertaining when we're high let's watch a compilation of street fights it's always at like places like that i mean the waffle house has the monopoly on it we all know that oh man have you ever been have you ever been in a in a like a bar fight or like a crazy like southern brawl situation in a place like that i feel like you're a guy who would have talked your way out of one i got out of the south uh pretty soon after my 21st birthday oh word yeah but uh Trying to think. Maybe Chicago? Uh that seems like a place where people would punch each other. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's got those yeah. vibes. I mean, I usually wasn't hanging out with it. Yeah, and I could talk my way out of it. I mean, or like I mean, I almost got into one from a stage. I've almost got I get into more fight I got into more fights on stage really with, with audience members than I did just hanging out in a bar. Was it uh, because you were like kind of ribbing somebody or was it because you're talking politics or like what was yeah, the inciting incident? Because I hated them. <laughs> because I hated some of them. It's because uh, my very existence was an affront to everything they yeah. believed. I mean, uh, this was usually, yeah, this was usually on the road and the bird. Yeah. Yeah. But there was one of those one, places. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. There's one gig on the West side that like I threatened to kill everyone in the room. <laughs> And like, just went crazy. That I, seems excessive. No, they loved me for it because, like, it was like it was the West Side of Chicago. It was a rough gig, and like the white the white girl who thought she was going to be fine went up. Who I rode with, she like uh, went up before me, and they made her cry. And oh no, stayed. so there's just a brutal crowd. Yeah, and there was a rumor that like, or people were saying that like one dude in the back with a bunch of his crew was like this fucking like this actual gang leader and they great were, 
<laughs> so she ran off, and I was next, and the host was like, all right, well, who's next? And, I, you know, I'm just like dumb white boy, but I'd just gone through a really bad breakup, so I was like drinking extra hard. And you were like, like hey, they, hey, I'm used to following a crying woman. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I chased after her with a knife, thing like that. No, I'm kidding. But like, no, I just kind of... That's not I, canon. Yeah, I think I just did the, like, you know, R.I.P., the fucking... Uh, um, I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. I think I just... Oh, Bernie Mac? I think yeah. I rewatched the Bernie Mac tape recently. So I just, you know, I was like, whatever happens, they're not making me leave the stage, you know? Fuck sure. Them. And, like, I just got up and I was like, I got nothing to lose, but then told them everything that was going wrong in my life. And then I was just like... And fuck it, I don't even fucking believe in God, so I don't give a fuck if you look like, you know, like, <laughs> funny. And uh, they like loved it. <laughs> dude, that was your eight mile moment, dude. It you fucking. My, it was my eight mile moment. Oh my God. Fuck. I've been doing comedy way too long. You just made me remember how many white dudes I knew used to listen in Chicago, used to listen to fucking that Eminem song before they uh, lose yourself age. yeah and I'm like come on oh like trying to hype themselves up I mean I had my hype song sometimes but like that I would listen to like on headphones like on my way to gigs and shit like on the sure train. yeah uh, I, I think I think when I first like my first mine was book Drive show, by Truckers, actually. Oh, what song was it? Shut your mouth and get your ass on the plane. The one yeah. about because you know I'd be I'd have, like, I'd have like stage fright and I'd be like. I started to feel like whiny or sorry for myself or nervous. Like I love that song because hell yeah about them. Like there's no time to whine. There's a gig, but like it's about them talking themselves into getting on the plane that ultimately crashed and killed half the band. It's a brilliant song. Wow. Yeah. That is, uh, that that is, yeah. And it right. It it makes sense. (laughs) It makes sense of like a hype up thing though. Cause there is like a certain amount of like, like, fuck it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. i will say that as uh you know as a uh 30 year old uh my songs my hype songs one of them's going to uh probably annoy you but one of them was this uh, is my fight song <laughs> no, it was, i want you to be brave or whatever that song is uh no i i had actually the 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 B-side uh, Eminem track from the Eight Mile soundtrack, which is "Run Rabbit Run," was one of mine oh, for my great. first bringer show at Flappers when I moved here. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. And it's it's just it's just like a better hype song to me than "Lose Yourself" because it's like doesn't oh, have yeah. a chorus. It's just like bars. You're not a hack. You and I was deep, also yeah, I was, deep cut. Yeah. I go deep cut. And I was also 23 and pretentious. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then the other, any other time that like I was feeling nervous about a gig, I would just play like really aggressive, like heart, like electronica, like, like, like really heavy stuff, like oh. heavy bass, just like, cause I'm like, I'm a machine. Like they, I will not have feelings. <laughs> no, they can't hurt me. Yeah, exactly. It's a very, it, it can be toxic, but I think I did it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting though. Yeah. Hype songs. I haven't thought about, I mean, I haven't thought about stand up in forever. So I guess I haven't thought about yeah. my hype songs. I always needed the songs that were like. Shut up, quit whining, and go do it. You know, yeah, like, like get your shit together, asshole. Don't feel sorry for yourself, you prick. You know that kind of shit. Yeah, that's kind of that's like what I look for in a relationship. That's what I is <laughs> what I give my hype songs. What yeah. I look for in a therapist, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> what I look for in a school marm. <laughs> school marm. This is what I look for in a Catholic nun. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fun. Well, stand up's dead, but it's all right. <laughs> Man, have you that. you probably have it. you don't strike me as somebody who's been 
do a lot of Zoom shows because I imagine you ain't that a popular comedian. No, thanks, buddy. <laughs> no, no I, I know way less good comedians who are doing Zoom shows. I'm, I'm saying, hey, if anyone's listening, I'll do your fucking Zoom show. Book James. He's great. It. He will bring it. James is hilarious. I'm, unless I'm tired that day. <laughs> yeah, that was what a quick turnaround on that. <laughs> I'll bring it unless you know, like I'm dealing with the news of the day and feeling depressed so my girlfriend wants to watch a movie <laughs> yeah yeah i'm here 100 percent committed to doing whatever show unless <laughs> my girlfriend has other plans no man i'll, I'll do them I, they're okay I've been, yeah you know, yeah it scratches some part of the itch but it's sure it's not it's not real. yeah i think if people uh commit to treating it as a a a a, a a pivot, but a thing in the same vein, but not straight stand up. It, it makes more sense. Like the shows that I've watched, yeah, it's it's more interesting when people are doing like, hey, like I'm doing the, the Zoom comedy instead of my stand up act. You know? Yeah, I guess if your material's not strong enough, you have to lean on the cut. Savage. I'm just kidding. I just uh, can't do that thing where I get a different background. My computer won't. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not that you don't know how, it's you can't. No, I just get the floaty face thing. It fucking sucks. <laughs> I think a whole set of you trying to figure out how to do that though would be fucking high art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that old, Kevin. <laughs> As we go for a close here, James, I did. You touched on oh briefly. Uh, oh, I know. Goodness. Time flies, baby. Uh, uh, and I'm only kind of sweaty. Knees weak. Palms are heavy. There's vomit on my sweater already. Bomb spaghetti. But uh, let's move. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we wrap it up early? Uh, all right, that's our episode. No, I, I want to. I just want to ask before we go into plugs here. You mentioned like you're in like a good relationship now. You guys probably hire like it's probably helping with quarantine and stuff to have somebody around. What are like well, outside someone of I love, not just somebody, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I didn't want to assume. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a warm body laying around. He's like, we haven't used <laughs> just to feel the touch of another human. That's probably okay, right? We haven't used the the L word yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've been living with her for two years. Yeah, yeah, that's another great sketch. That's a great sketch. The guy who's like doing all of the things like really committed like couples do, but like refuses to say girlfriend, boyfriend, or say that they love them. You know what? I'll tell her I love her at at our wedding. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, actually yeah, mixed one. I say it once. You, you should one. come to my wedding. Actually, I'm getting married to my friend uh, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I, what uh, what things have you been able to uh, uh, kind of like use or cling to in this to to not go insane and and you know uh, lose yourself completely? Like, because it is a very dark, fucked up, yeah, etc. The rest of it. Uh, like, do you have stuff that you like, like routines you're in, or like things that you like try to remember to do every day so you don't just spiral all the time? Who says I'm not spiraling all the time? Yeah, that pause was indicative. <laughs> That's yeah, kind of no, nice. I was, I was I, back in Kentucky for a month watching my mother die. We flew right. back here. The next day, everyone's on lockdown. I haven't hu- even hugged my friends. Oh, right. I've been ripped my, my, my fucking insane friend hung himself. And then, right. uh, but no, I'm doing okay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all things worry, considered. I'm starting to worry about not getting booked on Zoom shows, so I'm getting back to a normal levy, level of health. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I similarly, I'm like, like you know, my my one of my bigger anxieties of the week is like, uh, oh, last week's episode didn't hit the numbers that we usually get. That's not- <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking about starting a podcast for uh, ten weeks now, <laughs> and so I'm never starting a podcast. But oh, I recorded a part of an, uh, a musical EP, uh, a rap EP at the beginning of quarantine, and it's just been sitting there for about four months now. <laughs> you did a hippie hop. I did a little bit of a hippie hop. It was called the Quarantine Titan. It's like maybe I'll still release it. I just feel weird about it because I recorded all of it before they murdered George Floyd, uh, yeah. and I don't talk about that on the album at all. And so I'm like, maybe I should do like some more tracks before a white guy puts out a hip hop album. Yeah, you but you don't want to force a George Floyd song as a white. No, not like specifically. I want to do like a fuck the police song. Like I want to do, I want to do like an A cab anthem. You know, like something like that, just to like touch on that part of quarantine because like, it's supposed to be like a topical EP. And he's really nice. But the rest of ones are <laughs> bad. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, boot licking hip hop. This is a great riff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my name's rapping Tanner and I'm here to say <laughs> crime isn't good and it doesn't pay. <laughs> Not all beats. Not all beats. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the cop as he tells you to get down. <laughs> say what? 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 I say what? What? And just like put in like drops of Bill Cosby telling people to pull their pants up. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the the police union mob boss go. They're treating us like animals. <laughs> this is oh Man, god. This that's is what actually- I need to cheer up. I haven't seen. I haven't seen a verge of tears police union fucking uh, uh, press conference in a, like a, over a month. And that's why I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, Those were the only was... things getting me by watching these fucking engorged ticks walk out there and fucking <laughs> weep in front of everyone like they're being so put upon. Just oh, yeah. They can't fucking murder whoever they want. These so bloated fun. crew crew cut and mustache <laughs> fucking <laughs> this this shield doesn't have a stain on it. <laughs> I mean, it has gravy. <laughs> no cop has ever done anything wrong. This is God. discrimination. And then he says the unword right after, God. like punch <laughs> pussies, man. Oh, absolutely. Anybody who stands God, for cops, babies. yeah, it's there's nothing. It's like it's like there's nothing lamer than rooting for the police, like because it's like rooting for like the. I mean, this is like a Doug Stanhope bit, but it's like rooting for the house and the casino. Like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like it's like you're oh you you really like want to like not try to pick it even for as a sporting person like not pick the underdog. You want to like support like the person that has all the power because you think <laughs> that's like because it's a safer right. bet. Fuck you. <laughs> it's like you like watch Cheers and you root for the British dude who owns the restaurant upstairs. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know if that guy's British, but in my mind, he's British. You're watching Casablanca and you're like, oh, come on, get it, Major Strausser. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck all these Antifa motherfuckers that are trying to get Laszlo to America. <laughs> At, you know what it is? It's like, I, I really think this is kind of full circle from where we started, but I think a lot of it is just this weird attraction to power. Yep. yep. This uh, like in whatever form it may be. And you know, I yeah. get that on some level when you have like a child's brain, you're attracted <laughs> to power. You really are, you know, like 
And like from like, a, and I get like I a mean, dom I'm, sub relationship yeah. too. Like that makes sense to me. Like a sex for it to be a sexual thing to be attracted to power, sure, but not as a lifestyle always. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, dom sum is problematic if you're a true socialist. So I mean, everyone should have the same <laughs> amount of power. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that socialism was going to tear the kink community apart. <laughs> Come on, it's the left, baby. All we do is tear each other down. Oh, how long? Wait a minute, James. How long do you think that the right moves the goalposts against socialism to that point where they're like, well, you know, with socialism, uh, Dom subculture won't won't be able to exist anymore. (laughs) Like they're out of real shit to say. (laughs) Actually, with socialism, they're not even going to I'm not even going to be able to go uh, get pay some. Um, illegal immigrant to come piss on me and call me a little <laughs> a little boy. Yeah, if you if, you know if all you Sanders uh, socialists out there get your way, uh, I won't even be able to pay Ma- Madam Trina to kick me in the balls while I'm tied to my dad's coffin. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a slippery slope, and that's also <laughs> the name of the thing I lie on while she pees on me. The slippery slope, <laughs> dude. I I'm gonna predict right now here on the end of the podcast, right before plugs, <laughs> that that shit is going to happen. Like, maybe not those exact words. No, only his own piss, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, pisses into a high lie, like a high lie racket, and it comes back into his face. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where this other piss has been. It's my piss. I know where it's been. I like my piss. This is clean, white American piss. <laughs> it's like, no, oh, that's yeah. cum, Ben. That's cum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of that's come, Ben, we are here at the hour mark, which means it's time for plugs. Obviously, this episode is going to be coming out on Friday, August 14th, the year of our Lord. James, what do you want people to see? Where can they find you? Should you wish to be found? What's going on? Ooh, um, I'm not that mysterious. You can follow me on all the socials at Fritz is dead, which was a funny handle years <laughs> ago. And now it's yeah. getting grim. Yeah. But it's going to be funny when I actually die. It'll be funny. It'll, it'll be a last joke. Anyway, Fritz <laughs> is dead on everything. Um, this comes out Friday? Yeah, Friday the 14th. Okay. Well, if you're listening in time, it's not my show, but it's my friends, uh, Joe McAdam and Chris Stevens. They're in this uh, comedy duo called Butt. And oh, they're, they're so funny. They're so funny. They're great. And they're doing a live streaming show uh, with Dynasty Typewriter on Friday the 14th. Nice. And then um, the Friday after that, um, the uh, my uh, management company, Avail Comedy, is putting together like a showcase um, on Friday the 21st with a bunch of really good comics like Gareth Reynolds and uh, Chris Fairbanks and Phoebe Bottoms and me, Megan Keister, uh, uh, Maggie May. A veritable oh, murderer's yeah. row. And lots of other really funny people. And... Um, that's going to be at, is it called? Oh, it's the Nowhere Comedy Club or NowhereComedy.com. Sorry, I'm not prepared. This <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard that. of this thing. I mean, plugs in the, you know, pl- pandemic plugs are always a little scattered and like, oh, yeah, yeah, just follow me on Twitter and I'll tell you later. <laughs> oh, no, I'll be at, uh, on uh, August 27th, I'll be at Toot Shoots in uh, Pascatuni, uh, Alaska, and there's uh, no mask allowed at that show. Wait, really? No. That's oh. <laughs> not even real places. <laughs> I was going to say, because that sounds like you have a toot-shoot riot on your hand there. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally, I like, I like missed the whole like, 
uh, irony of what you were saying just to think of that pun, I think is what happened. It was worth it. I it was worth it. it. I love it. Cherry Poppin' Daddy. Oh, oh yeah. What? Oh, how? How is that name? That band uh, name allowed to be to exist still? Like, yeah. you should culture, retcon that. Culture can't be real. <laughs> cherry popping daddy. <laughs> if if Zoot Suit Riot is still a number one hit on every swing all, revival playlist, appropriation about the Zoot Suit Riots, which was like a, a Latino uprising in LA, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. And they, and they've they've re- called date rape and the McGee's or whatever. <laughs> and they've, re- they've reappropriated a class struggle to talk about fucking underage girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's called charming Vince Vaughn. And swingers was, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You might not understand it now, but at the time, he was a god. Oh, he was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was so money, he couldn't even believe it. I wanted, everyone I knew, man and woman, wanted to be him after they saw that movie. Yeah, he was like a sleek, serpentine god. Yeah. Yeah. He was the wind. <laughs> he had all the right angles, all the <laughs> creases. <laughs> oh, man. So anything else you want to plug? Uh, you know. <laughs> Be vote, good. <laughs> vote for Nithya Raman if you're in her district. In yeah, LA. absolutely. We could do calls to action here. Yeah, well, you know, you have to do much. Just vote. But yeah, I mean, do other shit, too. And of course, uh, definitely harass Ted Cruz on Twitter. Uh, if yeah. I want to reiterate that for the listeners. <laughs> and as for me, everybody, uh, obviously, you can always go over to patreon.com slash bleak and review for more content like this and more upcoming content that won't be like this, but it'll still be content that I'm on and it'll be varying degrees of weird, silly or delayed because I'm very stressed out and busy right now. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I, we're doing OK. We're doing OK. Mm. Uh, I'm one of those assholes who managed to get a job during quarantine. So oh, nice. I'm like, yeah, so I'm doing all right. Uh, and at KB Anderson, yo, and all the social medias at Bleak Pod to follow this rate, review, subscribe. I haven't said that in a while. Go leave a rating about how you like James's episode specifically, and I'll send it to him in a DM to make him feel better. Because uh, you know, odds are he'll ha- be having a bad day because we're all having bad days. Uh, and that's that's it for me. <laughs> Curse me with that shit. <laughs> I just I've just realized whenever I hit this mark in the episode, I realize that like I haven't had my windows open and I'm kind of like sweaty mm. and delirious, and I can't yeah. stop talking. <laughs> You're doing great, Kev. Thanks, buddy. Well, thank you so much for being here again, James. It was great Anytime. to talk to you. I love you, man. It was good to talk to you, too. Miss you. And uh, I miss you. And hopefully, you know, uh, we'll see each other in person in 2021. Yeah, maybe and, December 2021. Yeah, you know, you know, give or take a few, uh, a few, uh, you know, seasons. Yeah, let's call it a gentleman's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and everybody out there listening, thank you so much for stopping by, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Gentlemen's 2022.